This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. I am joined here with the lovely Brooke Keels. Hello. <laughs> Guys, it's entertaining every week. Like, how is Brooke going to intro the show today? I know, and I'm always just like, I hope they continue with their sentence. And I will and always look yep, at you awkwardly waiting for your greeting to our guests. I'm going to figure so. it out in 2020. Oh, man. Um, so we are so excited about kind of how we have already kicked off the year of 2020. We've been, if you are just joining us this week for the first time, we have been, we're kind of in the middle of a series right now on just hearing and connecting with the Father. Um, We were kind of talking through, like, how do we want to kick off 2020? And this is one of the most foundational things, I think, for us individually in our own walks with God. But for sure, as an organization here at Mercy, when you talk about how we're helping people, at the end of the day, it always is going to go back to we help them know how to connect and receive from the Father. Because the young women who come into our residential program are dealing with things that only He has the ability to heal. And um, restore and set them free. And so our biggest job, and you would say this, I know, Brooke, as director of counseling here, like our biggest job is to connect them with the healer. Yes. With all the other things that we do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's the point, right? So each, the counseling piece is just to support them and being healthy enough to be able to have a relationship with the Lord and, and a safe place to explore that. And what does that look like? But if they leave mercy without having their own mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. then then we have failed mm-hmm. in that way. You know, I mean, it's not on us. Obviously, sure. they make a choice and it's a, a voluntary choice. But yeah, I mean, that's the point. It's not to, to be like, well, counseling changed my life. Mm-hmm. No, the Lord through that process, yeah. you know, changed my life. Yeah. So. yeah. So it's, I mean, it's the core of who we are as an organization. It's the core of who we are as individuals. And so we thought, what better way to kick off 2020 with that. And so um, I could not possibly be more excited about the next two weeks of Mercy Talk and where we are headed in this conversation, because we have a very special guest with us for this week and next. Um, her name is Jen Barnett, and she is the executive director for the Freedom Prayer Ministry, which is, I believe, based out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yes. One would say, but it's literally all over Everywhere. the country and the world. Um, and so, Jen, we are so excited to have have you with us. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love you guys. Love this organization. Yay. Yeah. I mean, so Freedom Prayer for me is something that I was just introduced to, I don't know, maybe about a year ago. Yeah, a couple years I think ago, that's right. I'm literally losing total. I think like, it's, right? it's been a couple maybe of years. A couple of years. Okay. It has been a couple of years. Yeah, because <laughs> then y'all you, just had a kid. I don't know about years. it. Oh, yeah. completely ruined it all, my ability to. <laughs> Year, year zero you. started. <laughs> Carter was born. It's so true. It's yeah. So true. Yeah. No, because it's been a little while for me too. And you, okay. you knew about it and told me about it. Okay. Just know. kidding. Two years, two years that guys works. I've known um, about freedom prayer, but it was really just honestly, a uh, my college assistant basketball coach was the one who was in town for a training and he was like, Hey, I know what you do at mercy. I think you'd be interested in this. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Maybe, I don't know. And then I started learning about it. I was like, Oh, and I'm very interested in this. And so I've, um, I attended a weekend training, but then my husband and I went through the full six week, eight Mm -hmm. week training, um, 
on freedom prayer. And the more I learn and the more I see and the more I experience of it, the more just all in I am Love on that. what it is and what you guys are doing. And we're going to kind of jump into some of that, but um, we really also just want to take so much of just kind of what you've seen and experienced of, because really the bread and butter of freedom prayer is connecting people with the father as well. So we're like, who better to come in and share just from her experience and her expertise in this area um, than you. So we're Thank excited you. about it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just ask first, Jen, if you'd be willing to just share a little bit more about yourself, your story, kind of how you got connected with Freedom Prayer in the first place. Sure. So currently I am a wife to an amazing husband for just slightly over 20 years Hi. of marriage, which is so fun. And the mom of four really delightful children, 16, 14, 11 and 8. So it's super fun in our home. For real, that's not sarcasm. You can do more than one. You can. I would highly... (laughs) You all can do more than one. (laughs) I would encourage it if you feel so led, but you you do what you do. And so um, I... Led by the Lord. Lord. Totally. Completely. Um, I have been involved with Freedom Prayer for, in some form or fashion, for over 23 years, which... That comes out of my mouth, and it doesn't feel like 23 years, but it has Mm -hmm. been, and Mm -hmm. that's a gift. Um, My story kind of summed up, I was a follower of Jesus really young, and i that's a mercy card on my life. I remember hearing from him young, being convicted, being led, like as young as five years old, Mm -hmm. before I even knew it was the thing that you do officially. Um, And so I grew up with that um, truth, which is, again, mercy. I, I did not earn that or um, do anything to get that. Mm. Um, another mercy in my life, I came to Nashville for college a long time ago, um, proud graduate of Belmont University. And it was in that season that I was around a lot of people who just chose to pour into my life with these tools. Again, I couldn't have predicted that, wasn't looking for it. Mm. Um, but I did come to college with this kind of gnawing sense that despite following Jesus, knowing Jesus, growing up in the church, there was a piece missing that I was really desperate for. A piece, P-I-E-C-E and a Mm P-E-A-C-E. I Mm -hmm. I didn't have either. And so I would find myself, you know, looking at scripture and and then looking at my own life that was really a decently good Christian life. I was doing all the right things, but I was really struggling with crippling fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it was snowballing. And I'm type A, you know, there are lots of reasons why that was snowballing and didn't know that you could be in an environment where you could actually do something about that. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the skill set. And so the mercy on my life when I came here is that I was surrounded by people who knew what to do with some of that and had tools that I had never been introduced to. Mm -hmm. And so in my own desperation, I was seeking freedom and um, wasn't really looking with an agenda to do what I do now. That was just not even a thought, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was personal for me. And I felt like I was living this double kind of life where my Christian checklist and resume looked really, really stellar, but I was dying inside mm-hmm. and and just thinking, this is not the abundant life that I'm reading about, and I don't even know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm fortunate that I and my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, we were dating, but we were really mentored by Andy and Susan Reese. And um, Andy Reese, I'll call him my co-author because he's not there, but I'm really his co-author. But I, I joke that he's mine. And um, he, uh, they mentored us and used, you know, these tools were prevalent. And in a freedom prayer time, probably in my early 20s, I 
received radical freedom. And I, I don't throw that around lightly. I'm, I'm a realist, I'm kind of a cynic, if I'm honest. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of things, but this was like game changer. Mm-hmm. And it was an event and a process. Like there was a, a moment where I can go, that's where everything changed. And then over the course of ne- the next 10, 15 years with these tools, just walked in that process of sanctification that even my family this past Christmas said, the girl that we knew when she was 23, I'm now 44, um, not the same mm. woman. Mm. And that's really a testimony to the goodness of God and, and freedom prayer. And so my journey started personally. It ran really deeply over the course of my 20s and my 30s, early 30s. I used those tools just in relationship um, in our family first as um, married people with young children um, with our friends in discipleship. I was, um, I'm was i a discipler at heart. I love discipleship. And so these tools just went hand in hand. They, they weren't separate from discipleship for me. Um, so I used them there. We used them with small groups. You know, anything we were doing in a church setting, we're like, oh, we have these tools. This will be helpful. And it wasn't until my early 30s that I began to um, intentionally start to raise up teams. That was not on my radar either. I was just asked and thought, okay, we, we could, we could do this. And so the importance of the team for me to have groups of people that know how to do this, the responsibility doesn't rest on one person. Mm-hmm. There's checks and balances. And I just think at the core, this is just daily Christian living and we need churches and organizations to just have this at their heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, just so they have a fruitful and abiding life, that there aren't roadblocks there. So now I do that across the nation, across the world. Really privileged to be serving as executive director. Again, not on my radar when I started. Just kind of stumbled into it. It's not always the case. It's always the case. We always end up yeah. doing things where we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did not see this coming. But it's so yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. the best job ever. I it love really that. Is. And I love, too, that you have already highlighted that this is not just for an organization or for a ministry or for a right. church. I mean, this can be used. Honestly, the reason my husband and I signed up was that, yeah, we were very interested in just learning about it and potentially talking to our church about bringing it in. But I think the biggest thing for us was like, we're about to have a kid. Yeah. And I want to know how to equip my child, like outside of introducing and discipling my kid to know who Jesus is and to know what Jesus did for him. Like, I cannot wait to equip him with this and oh, disciple yeah. him in this. I am also very excited to have you here. Thank um, you. If you've listened to the other <laughs> podcasts, I think I said it a lot. We're mm-hmm. like, Jen's coming. Um, so I'm very <laughs> excited. You. I don't get excited about a lot of people. Sure. And so um, I'm really honored. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So I am. I'm so glad you're here. And, and you know, we are such huge fans of freedom prayer. I personally am, you know, I've done it myself. We'll continue to do it. My husband as well. Um, and I think for me, I will say as a helper and even as a counselor, right. There's so, you know, cause when I go to counseling, I'm like, ah, what are you trying to do? Right. Cause <laughs> we've <laughs> all, angle? yeah, uh-huh. like we've all learned, you know, kind of thing. And, and so it, it's not always, you know, I have to find somebody really, really good that can deal with me and that's fine. But freedom prayer, what's incredible about it. And I'm not comparing it to counseling. I'm just saying as a helper, we're so used to helping everybody. And when you get into that room and it's just, you mm-hmm. know, you and the Lord, with these other people, but they're also hearing, you know, and I know we'll get into more of that, but it was just such a life-changing experience Mm -hmm. for me. Like it took me to levels and I talk about it at empower, but just Mm -hmm. the things that the Lord revealed to me in that moment that, I mean, I'll literally never forget. And then how 
two years later, year and a half, two years later, is still mm-hmm. processing from one session. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're still, you know, going to new layers of freedom through that. So I just, I, you know, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in, right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm in. And so the, <laughs> the other thing is you mentioned the book you wrote, which is freedom, freedom tools. tools, right. Mm-hmm. I did know that. Um, and, but you know, I, I was that interesting cause my mom started becoming interested in freedom ministry, which is not something she's incredible, but I never, you know, I never thought that's something she'd really be interested in. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that, gave her the book and she was like, this is the most incredible thing Mm. I've ever, so, you know, when she comes to Nashville, she's wanting to schedule, yeah. you know, to go mm. and do. And so it's just really cool. And I'm excited to see when you talk about Mel, like how it changes your family, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you're right. It's not about the ministry. It's not about the church. It's about the people in the church. And are we whole and are we free? You know, which is, again, the heart of what we do at Mercy, right? You, yeah. you know, are you walking out free? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've already mentioned how important it is for us that, that, you know, our residents have a relationship with the Lord, that they learn how to hear from him. Um, and it's literally the key to healing. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's so funny. We've talked about this too. You know, people can tell you the same thing over and over. And then these, you know, our residents will go hear from the Lord mm-hmm. and it's like five seconds. And it's, like, and I've every, told you that a hundred times. Yeah. Right? And you're right. like, the Lord told you, yes, no. I'm yeah. glad the Lord and I are on the same page. Yeah. However, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's, you know, you know, cause we want, you know, yeah. a little bit of that credit. Um, but, <laughs> but truly, you know, how it can be months and months of, of, you know, working with someone, walking them through something. And then just that one moment with the Lord can break all of that free. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, it's, literally miraculous which is one of my favorite things about working here is we get to see miracles every day um and hear about them you know on the other side of it too and so um i would love though people can get very confused about what this is sure. and what it is yeah we've been saying a lot of things and people are probably like what is uh, it like, what this, exactly yeah. what are you doing yeah and yeah. i think people can think it's weird and as we say right god's not weird people are weird and so you know but can you talk about what freedom prayer is sure um and what it's not and just kind of the overall biblical foundation for it Brooke, I love your testimony because your testimony is like my testimony, like so many hundreds, thousands that we hear, because I think the the secret in all of that is really just waiting on the Lord. Like we are a people who are, we do it ourselves. We want to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little disarming in the best sort of way to get in a room with people and you go, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to speak into this? Mm-hmm. So I think at the core of trying to explain what it is, it's this biblically based prayer ministry that just appropriates the finished work of the cross. We're basically saying, okay, Jesus, you, you died so that we could walk in freedom Mm -hmm. so that we could be whole tons of scripture describing that. And our model really pairs it down. And I know we'll probably talk more specifics through it, but it pairs it down to people inside the church as well as outside come in with blocks and strongholds. We, we've scaled it down to usually that sin, it's ungodly beliefs, it's entanglements and it's wounds. And you think yeah. about your own household and you're like, yes, that's me and me mm-hmm. and me. Everybody has at least one of those, if not all four. And we need to be intentional about getting together and waiting on the Lord to figure out where did that come from? Why is it there? Why does it specifically have a hold on me? Mm-hmm. Because here's our very good God who says, let me search you and know you. I know your heart better than anybody. But in reality, most of us, if we're honest, 
we don't do that. We're a little scared to do it. We don't know how to do it. And so especially within the church setting and in other organizations with the same goal, like yourselves, we go, okay, we've got to get practical about this and kind of organize it. Um, it's under the big umbrella of inner healing, mm-hmm. but we've scaled it down because we feel like everyone should be doing this on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, quote, spe- not specialists, but people who are really immersed in it that you could go to and say, okay, sit with me or train me or teach me. But in my mind, this is Christianity 101. Mm-hmm. These are just skills that we should have. Um, in essence, it's a ministry of reconciliation and sanctification. So you're going glory to glory. Um, first, like you said, Melanie, first for the individual, like we have to get it ourselves. We're, we're very aware of people who come in. They're like, oh, I'm going to go teach this to the masses. And we're like, but you're, you need to get your own freedom before you do that because it comes up. Half- Sorry. Can we just, <laughs> do you want me to stop just on stop that? there for <laughs> just a second? moment? Yeah. 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 Okay. Everybody take a minute. <laughs> Pop it's, it back 15 seconds. <laughs> Listen to that well, again. I mean, it's okay. true. Like we, yeah. we talk a lot, you know, at Empower about just you give away what you carry. Right. So I often say you cannot sell what you have not yes, bought for yes, yourself yes. Um, because people know yeah. they know it's half baked. Yeah. Um, they know you're saying the right words, but you don't actually own them for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we want it to be that that deep rooted kind of freedom that carries an aroma. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're around someone who has it, you go, wait, what's that? I want that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the body of Christ should all carry that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really what we're about. So we're first for the individual freedom, then with the goal of training others to be kind of what we would call first responders. If you're mm-hmm. sitting with someone here mm-hmm. across the table, if you're sitting at a coffee shop, if you're leaving church on Sunday and someone just starts to download, a lot of times we smile and nod. We might put mm-hmm. a hand on a shoulder and say, I'll pray for you. But inside we're like, oh no, like I am, mm-hmm. I am not qualified. This is way above my pay grade as far as what I know to do. And so this, this gives the tools so people know what to do. Um, once we get people trained as first responders, we really see it affect a culture. So lots of places that have freedom prayer teams, they have the team that's there to minister, but we see it kind of branch out into women's ministry, men's ministry, youth ministry, mm-hmm. some of my favorite mm-hmm. children's ministry. It goes on retreats and it goes into whatever discipleship structure is already there. So small groups have the basics to use. Um, So you can actually handle things in 10 minutes at the end of small group Mm -hmm. or the end of Sunday school or whatever it is. And then you can go and get prayer, which I recommend like an oil change Mm -hmm. every six months. Like I will go in every handful of months, whether I think I need to or not, mm-hmm. because there's a safety there for me, right. yeah. um, especially leading. Like I, I need other eyes on my heart because I can still be blind no matter how free I am to things that are blocking. And and that's why God made the body. And so mm-hmm. um, traditionally with freedom prayer teams, um, what you were referring to, Brooke and Melanie, your own experience, there's a group of three usually Um, that are interceding for you before you show up for prayer, which is beautiful. I mean, Mm -hmm. the church should be doing that. Again, we don't have a structure often to do that. Freedom Prayer kind of opens the door to that being a fun thing, a Mm -hmm. thing that you want to do, and you show up to pray, and we're pretty agenda-free. We just go, okay, Lord, what what do you want to do? And we just help you ask questions, kind of like a prayer cheerleader. Like, you ask, and we start asking too, God, Mm -hmm. would you show, would Mm -hmm. you reveal, would you speak? Mm -hmm. And and it's very casual. We talk through it and we ask the Lord again. And we basically took a lot of scripture found in the Bible, organized it under that umbrella of Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom. 
And that's a beautiful verse. You might have it crocheted on your wall above your toilet. We're like, yeah, I love that verse. But what does that mean to not be in bondage again to a yoke of slavery? How do you get there? And so we just took a lot of the action verbs in scripture, confessing, repenting, gathering, asking, seeking, knocking, um, destroying arguments. Like those are great verses, but practically how do we do that together and piece them all together? Hey everyone, Rachel Thomas here. We are so pumped about where we are headed as Mercy Talk. And as we go into this new year, we want to make it easier, easier than ever for folks to find us and to get the help and the resources they need that Mercy Multiplied has to offer. So we need your help. Would you take just 10 seconds to rate and review Mercy Talk on Apple Podcasts? This does wonders for the way our podcast ranks and helping others to find us and the resources that we offer. We want as many people to be able to find the hope and healing and freedom in Jesus Christ as possible. So as we go into 2020, would you join with us in helping see more people live free? Yeah, I just, what? no, I just think it's the two things I pulled out. I mean, there's so, I know, so I'm much like, in there. I think we the, need to do a year's worth of I podcast just because I've got so many questions. Well, I know, I know. there's so many questions yeah. that I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even going to ask because there's, no, that's okay. have to add some. But I think to me, what I kind of, if I could round out what I heard you say, it is, it's a, it's, it's an incredible biblically based tool the practicality of discipleship Mm -hmm. and what that looks like plus i think for me it's a practical way to actually function out of the overflow Mm -hmm. and understand what that means because you know in my in my opinion if we're not living free if we have a relationship with the lord we're like but we just are kind of in these areas of bondage it's usually these agreements these lies that we've agreed with that Mm -hmm. we've you know come in to alignment with the enemy on some things. And that sounds really awful and scary, but the thing is, then you go and sit down and you pray with it and you go, yep, don't do that anymore. Lord frees you up from it. And then you walk out of there a different person, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think some people don't think it can just be that easy, but it is Mm -hmm. when the Lord's doing it. It's just coming out of agreement with something is just incredibly powerful. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because we, you don't even realize you're functioning out of that. Right. Right. So, and we, and we all long for it. We don't have words for it. Right. And so freedom prayer basically just gives a set of words. Like we have 10 foundations that kind of mark how we do ministry, things that you hope ministers would carry, like honor the person you're with. And we all have been in situations where we did not feel honored. So right. these foundations, this idea that there are certain things that define our issues biblically, like yeah. I listed There's business to do. There's action things to do with it. And then when we're training people, a nice little loop of steps so you don't get lost. You don't head down rabbit trails Mm -hmm. because it's a little overwhelming to figure out how to lead someone through declaring or renouncing agreements. Like you said, once you learn it, you're like, that's what I've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. But that's not a language we carry, although it was supposed to be our first language. Right. That's so good. I would say first and foremost, it's not counseling, although we value and partner with counselors and mental health professionals all the time. We really honor the skill set that they bring that we obviously don't have as lay people, although most, if not close to all of our teams, have counselors who serve on them because their heartbeat is wired that way too. And so we're fortunate to have their eyes on our teams and to say, hey, they would do well here or let's refer out. So we we partner with counselors, but as lay people, we're really just following those verses that say, bear well with one another, 
seek the Lord, wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we're really focused on the inner man, the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so often we have counselors who will say, hey, go to freedom prayer Mm -hmm. and get that work done and then come back. So people go back and forth and we believe in that holistic aspect of healing, Mm -hmm. that there are many parts and we're, we're many part people. And so different layers of ourselves need different things. And I don't think that it's, it's, wisdom to go, well, I'm just going to pray that off, or I'm just going to do counseling because mm-hmm. I don't want to pray. They, mm-hmm. you, you listen to the Lord and you go, I'm, I'm going after everything possible that I need to be free. Yeah. That, yeah. But that becomes the goal and that's how you move on and heal and get things restored. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say what it's not, again, it's not a lot of things. It's not weird. It, it kind of has, yeah. I, I think historically for good, bad, and everything in between reasons, inner healing has kind of had a Mm kind of mystery. And to me, it is just fundamental Christianity. Like, what do you do with all these verses? And God made it so that we need community to function. And we live in such a siloed, isolated society. Now more than ever, we hide behind our doors and our computer screens. What does it look like when you just get together with people and go, okay, this thing's blocking me. Can you help me seek the Lord on it? Can you help me know what to ask because I'm nervous about it? Or I don't even know what to ask. I've asked for 10 years. So right. it's not weird. It's it's basic Christianity mm-hmm. in the aspect of prayer and discipleship into mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. That's so good. One of the things that Thank I you. remember really, really appreciating about it too was, I mean, I love that you reiterated that. I think you said it earlier, just that like a lot of times we'll say like, God's not weird. People are weird. Right. That's like our, uh, our gen. I always call our gen. And, <laughs> yeah. and you, um, Jen Otero, anybody who's been around mercy talk for a while has heard Jen's voice many times, but she often will say that she'll say like, guys, Holy spirit's not weird. Yeah. People are. So if you've ever experienced something weird out of this, it was right. the people, not the Holy spirit, you know, right. kind of thing. Right. Um, and so, but I, I, think there's a lot of people who are extremely nervous about this kind of thing, or this seems a little too weird. And one of the things that I really appreciated was how much you uh, equip facilitators of this to basically let the Lord, like, I know you always said, let the Lord have first dibs. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, I mean, you may feel like you see something or want to share something or input something in a freedom prayer session, but the importance of letting God speak, because as we've said, you can say it a million times, but when the Lord speaks, there's something that happens that like our words don't carry the same power that his does. And so, um, I don't know. There's so many different implications for that to me. Um, because I think as believers, I think we need to all realize that we each have got to have the ability to hear from him and to receive Mm -hmm. from him. It's not enough for me to say, well, I just got a lot of good friends that can hear from him. I got a good pastor. He tells me lots of good things, or I get people to tell me advice. Those are all wonderful things to have in your life, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely imperative that you know how to receive from him because there's stuff he's going to say to you and speak to you that no one else will be able to say and have that same impact. Oh yeah. So I love that. That's a big part for you guys. Me too. And honestly, I mean, practically it takes the pressure off. I can remember being young and doing ministry and feeling like I had to have the answer and someone comes up at the end of the church service (laughs) and they're just pouring out this cornucopia of issues. And you're like, God, please give me a scripture. Please give me a word, which is a great prayer. And I often pray that in freedom prayer times, but the pressure's off if you go, God, but what do you say? Yeah. What do you want to show or reveal? I mean, that's mm-hmm. how it should be. His mm-hmm. words are always better, mm-hmm. like you said. Absolutely. Well, and and I know we're going long, but I do want to say the other thing that's really cool is is from 
you know, the safety side and the boundary side of, you know, if you're sitting there praying with someone and the Lord's revealing something to you, but that you're also speaking to him in that sense of being like, don't bring that up. That's for him to bring up, you know, and that's a discipline that even, Mm. you know, our counselors have to learn too, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Hopefully we do see things, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, it's, if it's not you, you're always going to have an added perspective, right? right? Mm -hmm. Even just in in the pragmatic function of life. Um, but I love that too, that you train the people who execute this, that they are also hearing from the Lord in that place of knowing, like, this is not your place, what to share, leaning on him and that, that everybody in that room is basically, all right, Lord, what do you have? Yeah. And nobody's coming in with an agenda other than, all right, Lord, what do you have? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it safe, you know, yeah. and if any, if any thing outside of that kind of happens, if the, you know, the pushing or the whatever, um, then you're going to go find them. I can, yeah. can you see yeah, on my face? Yeah. Yeah. She's like getting ready. Jen sounds sweet guys, but she will, she will hunt, she will you, hunt down. you down. Yep. And we'll do it no, together. I, but yeah. I think so yeah. many people have had damage from that sort of thing mm, that right. we're especially cautious there. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, okay. So as we, there's so many things that we could talk about okay. and I'm like, I just want to sit here and let you just go through the entire training. <laughs> just going to train it the podcast. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously we don't have time for that. And I think maybe one of the most practical things is we kind of tie up today's show um, to kind of revisit, because you mentioned this earlier, but if anybody is a little bit, you know, if they've not been around it, they may not know what you were talking about with mm-hmm. the, what you guys call the We Sued yes. tool. Yes. And just how I think it's, it's obviously kind of the foundation of freedom prayer, but also how helpful it is for just everyday life and everyday people. Um, so if you would maybe revisit that and that may kind of lead us into our takeaway for the, sure. the show today. Yeah. So we suit is just a core piece of our training and I think it just makes life easier. Humans complicate things and man, inner healing can complicate up, down and around with really good things. But when we sit with someone, when we encounter someone who has something going on, Jesus just made it really simple about how to frame the issue. And it it comes straight from Luke 15. Mm-hmm. It's one parable and four parts. You have the, the lost coin, which we would call the wounded person, mm-hmm. the wounded one. That coin got lost out of negligence or on purpose, discarded. It wasn't deemed as valuable. And we all have wounds. So we can all relate to that part of the parable. Mm -hmm. And the response of Jesus through the woman with the lamp sweeping the house is really specific Mm -hmm. to pull the wounded one out from the dust and dirt that they've been lost in to illuminate it, to shine a light Mm -hmm. and to celebrate and have a party. Mm -hmm. And if we can look at each other with that lens and wounds, treat each other to not look at the flesh, but look at the heart of what's going on with someone and go, our response should look like Jesus. Or in my own wounding where I thought I was the dirt and I was the trash that I was sitting in, that is actually not my identity Mm -hmm. anymore. So it's powerful. The lost um, sheep, uh, sheep are not the brightest bunch, but they normally wander off out of curiosity or ignorance. And so we call the lost sheep part of that parable, um, the one that's entangled, um, wanders and gets stuck, mm-hmm. gets lost. Um, normally with entanglements, we're, we're tied to people or tied to things. We've made vows. We've stepped out of covenant. There's a whole litany of reasons why we get entangled. But we get there not necessarily because of a wound, not necessarily because of sin, 
but because we were curious and did not know how bad it was going to get till mm-hmm. we got in it. Mm-hmm. And so breaking those entanglements becomes really freeing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus's response is that he takes that sheep, puts it on his shoulders, bears the weight of what happens mm-hmm. and puts them right back in the flock. And as a big C church, we have not been great at that historically. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of put you in a timeout and mm-hmm. his response is right back in the middle with all the sheep. Mm-hmm. And so if those who are listening right now, if you've been entangled, that's that's the truth mm. that that you can rest in. Um, we all know the prodigal story and the prodigal's rebellious, um, but I think the most beautiful part of that story and all of his sin is the father just embarrassingly so receiving him and restoring his identity, his righteousness, his sonship when he gives the robe and the ring and the sandals. And again, in the big C church, doesn't matter what denomination you are, we like prodigals to feel like prodigals for a long time and learn Mm -hmm. your lesson. And he was just full, the father was, of um, abundant love when Mm -hmm. he came back. Um, My favorite part of this parable, I think, is the older brother. And we would tag him as the one with ungodly beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we could all raise our hand and say we are the older brother if you've grown up in church because mm-hmm. he's pouting in the corner and he's mad and he's he's saying, what about me? What about my party with the, the cow? And what's going on? I've been here the whole time. And again, God's response there is to say, son, remind him of his identity. Mm-hmm. You've always, I've always been with you and everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. And so most of us who walk around with ungodly beliefs, it's this aspect of not realizing what we truly have mm-hmm. as a son and daughter of God and that we have at our disposal everything that he has. Mm-hmm. And so we can rejoice when a prodigal comes home. We don't feel less than or cheated or jealous or have this this mentality where we have to hoard in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that step alone, that tool alone is a game changer, I think, just for a lens um, and then the D part of we sued, wounding, entanglement, sin, ungodly belief. The D is just all of those things open the door for an enemy. And I, I know as soon as I say that, people across the, the lines go, wait, wait, what? Wait, what does that mean? What is, what are you going? <laughs> the fact is, like, Jesus did a lot of healing inside the church, inside the synagogue. And when you're wounded, entangled in sin with ungodly beliefs, it opens the door for the enemy to take some ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, that scripture of don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the enemy an opportunity. He's talking to us. Don't give the enemy topos. Don't give him ground like on a map, a piece of you where he can set up shop and and run rampant. And if we look around our, our own life, our family's life, our church life, anywhere life, we go, oh yeah, we're all kind of walking around with these little holes because Mm -hmm. of these things where the enemy is loving that open door. And so freedom prayer just exists to, to get it cleaned up, to Mm -hmm. shut the door. So the enemy does not have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's that tool. I love it. It's so good. And it's like every single time I hear training or teaching on freedom prayer, I'm like, it's, it's insane to me how aligned with so much of what we teach and what For we sure. do yeah. here. It just weirds me out. Even some of the examples that you use. I mean, when we talk about freedom from oppression in our keys to yeah. freedom, we talk about doors, open doors and mm-hmm. allowing the enemy to come in and, you know, put pressure on your life. And, um, you know, you talk about woundings as the W we have healing life's hurts and keys to freedom. You talk about ungodly beliefs. We have renewing the mind mm-hmm. in keys to freedom, mm-hmm. sin and, um, demonic influence. Like we have freedom from oppression mm-hmm. 
it, like, it's just so crazy to me how these come together. And I remember the first time I heard the training, I just was like, what? I remember we when I met you same. at that training, your eyes were huge. You're was, like, what's going on? I mean, even though just those small details and examples <laughs> you used, I was like, we do, we talk about the exact same things, you know? And I just love that because what it tells me is that, you know, when you're using scripture and the truth from the word of God as the foundation to what you do, why would it be shocking that we're in alignment? Well, <laughs> you know? and, and it's refreshing, honestly, that yeah. so many people are in alignment that I don't think was always the case. Yeah. And it tells me for this time, this is a part of God's heart that he is marking is really important for yeah. the growth and the healing of the, of the church yeah. and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And so it just means we're all tracking, I know, which I is encouraging. It. And I love too that, you know, we, we know, we know at least one church here in Nashville that is, is using keys to freedom as a discipleship tool and then doing it in partnership with freedom prayer. Mm -hmm. And I have always thought from the get go, beautiful. if a church wanted to bring <laughs> these two things together, I mean, it is like dynamite. And beautiful. so, um, I just love that we've been able to kind of work together in that way. Um, and I, before we sign off today, first of all, Luke 15, right? Luke, Luke 15. 15. Yes. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here, but we always love to give just an encouragement like of here's something that you can practically take from our podcast today that you could do, you know, whether it's just going and reading Luke 15 and asking the Lord, maybe a question. Or yeah. I don't know. What is, is there anything that you would oh, encourage? Yeah. I mean, I think just as a regular thing, not even just today to yeah. look at Luke 15 and go, okay, God, which one of these do I line up with the most today? Mm -hmm. Knowing that I probably have pieces of all of sure, those stories, sure. but what's, what's at the top Yeah. and God, what's true? What do you, what do you want to show me or reveal to me mm -hmm. about what's true when maybe I believe that, well, I'm a prodigal or I'm going to always be wounded or be defined by my wounding. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be mad and jealous. And what what's true? Mm -hmm. Tell me what's true in the story. And if you struggle with hearing the truth, read about his response and then ask him, what's true for me in this? What do you want me to take away? Mm -hmm. I also love because of those stories, asking what's true about you. Because when I think about those stories and what you just shared, I'm like, his heart, his father's heart in each of those stories is just so beautiful. Tremendous. So, yeah. What's true for me and about me and then what's true about you. I just, I think that's awesome. Perfect. Wonderful Yay. takeaway. Love it. Um, also, before we sign off, how can people find you guys, the book, sure. the website, all of that, if they're wanting to look more into Freedom Prayer? Sure. So um, one of the easiest ways is to go to freedomprayer.org. Um, and depending on where you're listening to this, we can connect you with local bodies mm -hmm. in your, hopefully in your city. We're, we're expanding rapidly so that you could go and have a prayer time. Um, the book Freedom Tools, you can get through that website. You can get it on Amazon and probably various other probably places that I, places that I should probably know off the top of my head. But yeah. Amazon to me is pretty, pretty cut and dry or off the website. Perfect. So. Awesome. Jen, thank you so much. Thank I do want to say like for next week, um, for our listeners, where we're going to be heading from here, because we're going to have you back next week, is just yeah. to talk some about, um, especially in your experience um, over the years of leading Freedom Prayer Sessions, like what are some of the common roadblocks um, we've, we've been talking all month about hearing and connecting with the Father and receiving from the Father. And what are some of the most common roadblocks that you've seen, you know? Um, and what do we do about that? Because there may be a lot of people who've been listening this month that they're like, mm -hmm. that sounds great. I'd right. love to have that. I don't know why I can't seem to get there, you know? And so what are some of the things that you've seen and, and really how can we start to push forward and find freedom even in those areas? And so I'm excited about where we're headed next week. And so we hope for all of you who've listened that you'll join us again next week. Jen, thanks again. Thank you. For being here. And Love we hope that here. we'll, we'll see you all next week. 
We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Oh, 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 o